Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hey, hello, and welcome to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Groove, where I plan, produce, and promote content that allows my clients to reach performance goals and scale growth. And like I have been saying, as I have been saying for the last 12 months, growth is what it's all about here at Mobile Presence. We talk about how to grow your app, how to grow your audience, how to grow your revenues. But hey, you know what? Growth is not just about growth in the business sense. There's also growth like out there, outside, beyond your office, beyond your window, but also nature, our planet. What could bring that better together, better than this show? And also at the end of the year, I am extremely pleased to bring on um, our guest today, who's Eric Rawls, founder and CEO of PlantSnap. Eric, Great to have you here today. Thank you, Peggy Ann. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I mean, full disclosure, I met you at an event and I said, um, okay, you have an app, but you also have a purpose. So you have to be on mobile presence. So on that note, you know, tell us, what is PlantSnap? The great thing about your app, it's pretty intuitive. It's going to be about snapping plants, but we don't quite get that. So what does it do? Okay. The concept is very simple. You open your open the app on your phone, take a photo of a plant, and PlantSnap tells you what it is. It's a mm-hmm. really simple concept, but incredibly difficult execution. It took a long time, but uh, we just about have it dialed in. I mean, it does. That's the beauty of things that are really amazing, is that there's that magic of simplicity. I remember Oh, I've been in the industry for 20 years, so I remember we used to talk about, you know, mobile being magic, and if it makes things invisible, then it's doing its job, and you have innovation, you know, in this. I guess I would imagine it's your own IP, right? Uh, Most of it is our own IP. I came up with this idea back in 2012. I've always been a website guy, just a Mm -hmm. science nerd, so I've had websites since 2000 or maybe 99. Uh, about science and in 2012 I was not even a pl- wasn't even a plant person I was just in an, a friend's backyard at a barbecue and saw this really pretty flower tried to figure out what it was nobody knew and um, I wanted to know because I wanted to have one for my house and I tried to type in the description in Google and that did not work so that is what spawned the idea for PlantSnap. It was 2012, and it seemed like, you know, every year seems like, oh, my God, it's the pinnacle of technology. How can we not know what kind of plant something is? And it turns out that back then you had to carry around a bunch of plant identification books. So I have it just them. Became, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, is that what you used to do? One of my yeah, good friends books. did the same thing. Yeah, he would go hiking and have a backpack full yeah. of plan identification books. And so it was one of those gather them, it's got to be a better way kind of things. So I tried to build it back then, but image recognition was not there yet. And we best we could do was about 100 species. And there are close to 400,000 species. So that did not work. And over the years, I built up the plant database and 
gathered images and would check out new technology that was coming along and uh, could never get it right. And then in 2016, um, I had the, launched earth.com and that was going to be my new venture. But I also discovered uh, machine learning, which is a form of artificial intelligence and wrote an article about it. And it sounded like it would be perfect for plant snap. So um, I jumped back into it and was able to scale it to the number of species that we needed. Got it to about 50,000, so it would cover the United States and all in English. I had no idea if anyone but me cared about it, <laughs> so I did it anyway, and turns out uh, it did very well. And from indeed, there, we expanded. I was going to say, indeed, yeah, how many you have it as an app. Can you tell us a little bit about how popular it is? I can imagine it's got its own sort of little you know, community going on, but the, uh, the downloads, the use, impressive. What is that now? Yeah, it's up to about 33 million installs at this point, yeah. and we have it translated in 37 languages, and it's used every day in over 200 countries. So we've uh, it's become a lot more than an app. At this point, it's a citizen scientist project, and we are hoping to be able to map every plant species on the planet uh, within the next two years, which is just invaluable data to scientists, especially as we're all living through climate change. Yes. Um, it has evolved into something that I never imagined. I just wanted to find out what kind of flower I was looking at. Well, hey, I love the way you say that citizen science project. You know, it makes us sound like, you know, we are going to be a part of this. We can be a part of this. Is that what's happening? Are the users that engaged? That is what is happening. And that's not how I presented it at first. It was just a utility app. Um, if you were curious about plants, you know, people are stuck in their phones and uh, they there's this thing called plant blindness where <laughs> everyone walks around and with their head in their phones and they don't notice plants anymore. And plants are uh, responsible for us being able to live on this planet and uh, climate change is altering the plant ecosystem and being able to raise awareness and get people to notice plants that's the first step. And then educating them about the importance of plants is the second step. And you've got to do that by merging it with technology and making it fun to learn or they'll go back to playing games. So uh, what we've done is we've been able to partner with 1,200 botanic gardens around the world through partnerships with two organizations, um, the American Public Garden Association and uh, BGCI Botanic Garden Conservation International, and between them, they have agreements and work with 1,200 plus botanic gardens around the world that are going to distribute the app for us under the guise of the Citizen Scientist Project. Uh, it's learn learn about the plants at the garden, and when you leave the garden, snap as many photos of plants as you can. Uh, become a citizen scientist, contribute to science, help us uh, in the fight against climate change and have some fun while you're at it. I mean, I love, I absolutely love the idea. I did when I met you. And now that I'm hearing even more about this, I'm enthusiastic. Uh, what about the community it's, itself? You know, as we're out there, you know, it's the whole idea of when you have mobile, you have two-way conversations. You know, we have apps that enables 
um, this as well, but is there a way that sh- there's a community structure of saying, you know, we're going to look at these plants, we're feeding this in because if we don't see a certain number if we, or if we see a different type of environment, you know, that's important for climate change. This is, this is data that is important for people, not just, not just to get us involved, but we can actually be doing good with your app and with mobile. Is that what's going on at this current point? That is what's going on. We're, uh, all of this is going to be available to uh, as open source material to scientists and universities. Mm-hmm. And the scientists, scientists we've spoken to are thrilled beyond belief. They think uh, the, the data, uh, I've heard dozens of ideas of what can be done with the data, the data that we're gathering. And you mentioned communicating with the community. So we mm-hmm. started out just as a plain utility app. And it's grown to the point where there's so many users, we wanted to allow them to communicate with each other. So two months ago, or about six weeks ago, we added an entirely new feature to the app called Plant Snappers. It's a social media part of the app where people can communicate with each other. Uh, Someone in the United States can chat and share photos and gardening tips with someone in Nigeria, for instance. Uh, it's a uh, it's a way to bring the planet together mm-hmm. under one common cause, which is uh, plants and nature and gardening. And uh, just people love to look at photos. And instead of looking at Instagram at what someone's eating for lunch, we're encouraging people to look at how cool plants are all across the world and talk about it. And speaking about talking about it, you know, you have these 33 um, million active users, which is incredible itself. I mean, let me hear a little bit of an anecdote perhaps from you. Tell me or talk about how you you built this. Is this totally organic? Did, did paid advertising come in here anywhere? I mean, it's quite a number and there's a number of, you know, app developers and companies that that aim for this and here you've achieved it what would you say was essential to the success well it's not 33 million active users because it is a seasonal app true Uh, you know right now i live in telluride colorado and it's covered in snow so (laughs) the active users in telluride are are not a very big number but in australia the numbers are are a lot larger i just want to clarify that uh, and that's another reason we added the social component to because we want people in Telluride and in uh, Canada to use the app during the winter time and interact with people who are in Australia uh, actually snapping photos. Uh, but we grew, started as a paid app and um, grew through Facebook marketing and Google ads and the really good job with it and eventually figured out that if we um, made this a freemium app, that it would be something that could grow into the hundreds of millions of downloads over time. So uh, we just recently released uh, this year, freemium version of iOS and last fall freemium version of Android and doing that it's now growing organically at a phenomenal pace and we're not doing any advertising on it. 
And you're well. We're hearing about it here, so it's a little bit of a little bit of a. I wouldn't call it advertising. I would say uh, it, I would say true. a bit of a scoop, a bit of a scoop on what you're going to be doing and doing next, because you also have some other news for you uh, for our listeners as well. But we do have to go to break right now, Eric. I hate to do it, really, but uh, don't go away, listeners. We'll be right back after the break. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Miami may be the sun and fun capital of the world, but it's also home to the largest literary festival in the U.S., don't miss the Miami Book Fair, a week-long festival featuring more than 600 authors from all over the world with readings, signings, and panels capped off by a three-day street fair. Find books in English, Spanish, and Creole for every interest and every age, from biographies and novels to poetry and comics. This year, come meet poets Richard Blanco, Reginald Dwayne Betts, and Joy Harjo, award-winning novelists T.C. Boyle, Susan Choi, Edwidge Denticott, Taya Obrecht, Julie Oranger, Leonard Pitts, and Karen Russell. Plus, authors exploring issues of the day such as Eve Ensler, Alex Kutlowitz, Danny Shapiro, Daryl Pickney, Ambassador Samantha Power, George Wilt, and hundreds more. Take the little ones to Children's Alley for hands-on activities, characters, and storytelling. Enjoy music, food, and fun for the whole family right on the downtown Miami-Dade College campus, November 17th to the 24th. For details, schedules, and tickets, visit MiamiBookFair.com. Supercharging your mobile growth efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. Back to Mobile Presence. I'm Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Groove. We have Eric Rolls, founder and CEO of PlantSnap, an app that I feel excited and honored to present here on the show because I love the idea of mobile for good. Um, done quite a show, number of shows in that direction. And here we're talking about, you know, an app that lets us be citizen scientists, an app that lets us contribute and maybe do something about global warming. It is very much um, more of a 
purpose than just an app, a cause really. But you know, that's one thing. I'm enthusiastic. You'll get me, and I've already downloaded it. But the thing is how to get people coming back to the app. As you said yourself, Eric, it's a seasonal thing. So maybe you want to share a little bit of how you approach, you know, the retention side after, of course, you looked at acquisition. Yes. Well, you know, the new kick phrase out there, retention is the new acquisition. So we've reached a certain point of uh, installs where now our organic growth is clicking along at a really good pace and we don't have to focus on acquisition anymore, but we want to keep the people that we already have and keep them engaged. So I, I use a software program uh, platform called CleverTap and it allows us to communicate with our users to uh, see what they're doing and to combine them in the different groups. If they haven't used it in a while, then we can send automated messages to them just reminding them that, hey, PlantSnap is here on your phone. Most people have, I don't, you probably know this stat, Peggy, what is the uh, average number of apps people have on their phones? I think I read 25. 25, I've seen 16 as well, but let's let's go for 25. It sounds much more positive. Uh, so uh, you've got yep. 25 apps on your phone. It's oh, 25 you, one use, to get you use regularly, by the way. That's of the right. hundreds that you have, right? So it's 25 oh. you use regularly. Okay, yeah. that's, a, yeah. that's even a bigger number. That's right? even a bigger so you, number, it's easy, yeah. It's easy to get lost in the shuffle. So we do things, you know, part of our goal is evolved into educating and making it fun. So we'll do things like send people who haven't been active for a while a fun fact about plants or about nature or about just the environment in general. And it'll say plant snap on this notification uh, with the fun fact, did you know blah, 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 that the redwood trees or the tallest trees on earth or something along those lines that will inform and educate and remind the user that, hey, oh, I forgot, plant snaps on the phone. Let me open that up and see what's new or play around with it a bit. And we have had great success with that strategy. Um, CleverTap also allows you to send emails. We don't do a lot of emailing to people except to announce new features. Um, and then there's also in-app notifications where if a person is doing a particular thing inside your app, you can remind them uh, like, hey, well, we noticed that you did this. Um, Sally over in the UK just took a photo of this plant. You should go to our plant snapper speed and, and check it out. So that's how we try to keep people engaged and keep and make the entire plant snap experience feel more like a community than just some tool you've got on your app that you would use every now and then when you're baffled by a plant you encounter or you see something at your neighbor's house. So what I'd be interested in understanding is, you know, one of the things about engagement is that part of the battle, the big part, is segmenting the audience because you can, of course, give everyone sort of like, hey, we're here, check it out, or here's a fun fact. But it really works best if you're segmenting in advance. So how are you segmenting your audience? Well, not to turn this into a clever tap commercial. But, no, no, uh, no. I, I didn't want to. I just wanted to know about the strategy because it's so important. Yeah, well, you know? it's, it, it, they have a feature that allows you to define what segmentation okay. you want to do. Um, 
So in our case, we segment, because it's a seasonal app, we segment according, we have our settings to segment our audience according to how often they use the app. And if um, let's, there's one category called hibernating, and hibernating means they haven't used the app in a month. So the hibernating audience would get a different message, and it's all automated, would get a different message than the uh, hero audience, I think is what it's called, the people mm-hmm. who use it a few times a week. Or you can go in and set up, you create a segment on your own uh, for a particular country. Let's say that the uh, uh, state flower of Texas is just started blooming, then we could segment all the users we have in Texas and send them a notice saying, hey, did you know that the uh, blue bonnets are blooming? Get out there and snap some blue bonnets, something along those lines. But the tool allows us to get incredibly specific with our segmentation. And you're right, that's that's very important because personalizing messages is a much better way than just generalizing them and sending the same message to everyone. What I love here is not just the tech behind it, but I like the thinking because you're saying, you know, there could be a flower just blooming in a certain geo or a certain, uh, you know, area. Uh, Put that into part of the message, part of the call to action, being very creative because part of this is always going to be the tech, but what is always going to be the sustainable edge here, you know, the competitive edge is how creative we are with it. What is maybe an example of a campaign where you're like saying to yourself, boy, I'm really proud of my team and myself. We really nailed it with something completely off the wall that maybe moved the needle on your app. What can you share? Well, it, it's very similar to the example I just gave you. And, and it wasn't Texas. It was a new country that we launched a language that we uh, had just translated the language into. It was France and French. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we sent a message um, to everyone in France, the state uh, or the country flower of France, and I can't remember what it is right now, that uh, that, that it just started blooming, get out there and uh, plant snap uh, and, and snap a photo of, gosh, I wish I could remember whatever flower it was. And our engagement rate was, I believe, 61%. For that wow. particular notification campaign, and wow. we also personalized it with the person's name. So, hello, Francois. Uh, did you know mm-hmm. that this flower is now, uh, you know, it's the, it's the official flower of France, and it's blooming in your area? Go out and uh, plant snap it. Help us with our database, and that got uh, just an incredible response rate. So, I think that's the one that I'm the most proud of. And we hope to continue doing that in the future as it warms up in the Northern Hemisphere. And and where are you on the app? Because when we met at the event, um, I was excited about the mushroom app because my husband is, you know, I'm based in Germany. It's a national sport and pastime almost to go, you know, hunting in the woods for these. And then you say to yourself, it doesn't look like the book because I'm taking the paper book. And it's like, this doesn't look like that picture. Um, just a quickie and just a, a one-liner. Where are we on that with Plant Snap? How's that coming along? We actually have a mushroom festival every summer in Telluride. Cool. And that's how I got interested in mushrooms. And we also Plant Snap. So it's always been our plan to have 
other apps to identify other things. And the first replicate we did was Mushroom Snap, and it mm-hmm. is now in it's finished and ready to be released. And we plan to release it uh, at some point late January, probably. And uh-huh. uh, and not, you'll be the first one to know about it. That would be cool because I really do need that one. I've had I've had some, you know, those experiences where it's like, yeah, we're going to take them home. We're going to fry them up and we're going to pray while we're at it because we just don't and know. Mushrooms are difficult and please don't use the app. Don't count on us to say uh, what you're going to eat, but use it as a tool along with your other tools when you're foraging to make sure that you're eating something that's edible. Absolutely. And I'm sure there's going to be like a sort of a, a community around that, because if there's anyone who has a community, it's the mushroom hunters, you know, it's the. Oh, it's amazing. My colleagues, it's so fun to hear them talking. They're so passionate. And, uh, you know, mushrooms are difficult to identify to the species level. It's uh, the genus level is a little easier for an algorithm, but the species level, you have to dig underneath you have to see what's on the underbelly also. So um, it, it was quite a challenge from uh, the algorithm perspective, but the, the rest of it was basically just taking plant snap and using it to identify a different thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of digging around, that's exactly what we're going to be doing. We're going to come back. We're going to dig around. We're going to talk about what's next for you at Plant Snap, and maybe also a couple of tips for people who want to be nearly as creative as you, Eric. So listeners, don't go away. We'll be right back after the break. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. are now tuned in to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. Webmasterradio.fm Webmasterradio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing from SEO to affiliate marketing to social media, e-commerce, mobile marketing, and so much more. Our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry on air on demand and available on every mobile device that you can imagine this is webmasterradio.fm webmasterradio.fm we're everywhere Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com.
supercharging your mobile growth efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on webmasterradio.fm. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. And we're back to Mobile Presence. Eric Rawls, founder and CEO of PlantSnap, is my guest today. And we have been having a great time, Eric, talking about your app, but also talking about like the strategy behind it, because there's some heavy-duty AI and technology behind it indeed. I mean, looking at technology, here we are, almost in 2020. What are the innovations or the technology that top of mind perhaps with you or maybe something we can look at in PlantSnap coming right around the bend? What would you like to share? Well, auto detection technology and augmented reality are going to play a role in future releases of PlantSnap and MushroomSnap as well. And mm-hmm. we are, you know, it's always been my goal to have an app in your pocket, like a tricorder from Star Trek that you can uh, open up and will identify any living thing on the planet. So we've got plants covered, we've got mushroom, mushrooms covered. And what we've learned from our plant snappers group, people take pictures and post them and ask, what is this bug on my plant? So <laughs> we have begun building insect snap that will help you identify uh, any bugs anywhere, particularly on your plants, so that you can know whether or not they're a pest, if there uh, is a way to get rid of them without having to go use chemicals, or if they're completely harmless and you can let your kid play with them. So that's mm-hmm. what's that's what we're working on right now for hopefully summer release. And uh, some other things going on at Plant Snap. You are in the middle of Start Engine crowdfunding campaign. Why don't you want to tell me about this? What is it for? What's the purpose and how's it coming along? We are. We have launched a Start Engine crowdfunding campaign, raising money to build Insects nap. There are literally 960,000 species of insects. So all this AI is wonderful and fantastic, and, but it requires a lot of people, engineers, coders. And that's the only how I got here is hiring people that are a lot smarter than me to make all this happen. And I need to give credit to them for everything that they've done to get us to this point. And now we need to add to that team and so that we can finish Insect Snap and then move on to the next Earth Snap app. And mm-hmm. this crowdfunding campaign on Start Engine is meant to help us accomplish that. And we got details for that. I mean, we'll have those in the show notes. This is startengine.com forward slash plant snap. And then hyphen ink, of course, we'll have that all. What's the most interesting aspect of this campaign? I mean, is there something that you can share about the reaction to it, the, the, the impact, the pace of it? Because, you know, I've talked to a lot of people who do crowdfunding. There are different ways to approach it, different experiences. And it's always, always an interesting anecdote to share. So what could you add? We've had a great experience so far because the concept of our company is very simple to understand, uh, and you can go and download it and use it before you invest. It's an app. You take a photo of a plant, and it tells you what it is. So people get it. It's not complicated. And Start Engine platform makes it easy to invest with a credit card or through your bank account. And also, right now, Start Engine has put a 10% bonus stock offer on all campaigns that are 
on that they have live right now. So if you were to purchase stock in PlantSnap, you would get 10% bonus stock on top of whatever you purchase for the next, I think it's 10 days. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, we're going live, so we can have a little bit of call out on that also in mobile presence across uh, social media, because we support you, Eric. I like what you're doing. And I also, um, you know, very interested in understanding a little bit more about your model. So when people download your app, you say it's a freemium model. So what is that user experience? Uh, you, it, it's, uh, you can use, you can download the app for free, use the app forever for free and just watch ads, which is like you would see on Facebook or Instagram or any other app that you have. Or if you hate ads, then you can subscribe for, I think the average price is 99 across all languages, 99 cents a month, uh, 9.99 for the year, which will give you an ad free experience and unlock a couple of extra features and we're adding an entire new section uh, in the beginning of January for plant care that'll tell you how to care for any of the plants that um, any of the house plants that we have in our database, mm-hmm. how much light they need, how much water they need, how much, what kind of soil, et cetera, et cetera. So at that point we will be of everything you need to know about plants all in one place and uh, all for free if you choose to go the ad route. And of course, this is great to enjoy the physical world, which many of us maybe haven't seen. I've been on a few projects. I haven't seen too much of the outdoors, but enjoying that coming up over the holiday break and beyond. You mentioned AR and VR. I'm just curious, what's that going to be here? Is that going to be sort of seeing this in a different uh, scenario or bringing this in to bring things to life? It sounds intriguing. I'd love to know more. We currently have AR integrated into the app, but just to a small degree, you can uh, push the AR button as you're uh, as you're zoomed over a plant, and it will tell you about if it's a flower. It'll give you a little lesson on photosynthesis with an animation that'll show a bee coming in and how it pollinates, uh, or how the sun rays shine on the plant, and then it gives a little explanation about photosynthesis, and we will be adding to that for different types of plants and just making it a fully immersive interactive experience, which makes it more fun. And if you make something more fun, it doesn't feel like learning. So we're going to fool people into learning about nature. And uh, I'm going to not fool people. I'm going to give them the opportunity to learn more about how to keep in touch with you, Eric. I mean, how do we do it? How do we keep in touch with you? Maybe uh, over at PlantSnap, I didn't look. Maybe you're, you know, blogging, talking, doing things out there, or maybe just doing your job. So in any case, what's the best way? PlantSnap.com. It's a website. A lot of cool tools, too. There's a feature called the Explore Map, and you can go on the map and see uh, anywhere in the world, what photos that people are taking for this particular month and saving. And uh, it's neat to zoom into, uh, let's say, Singapore and see what kind of pl- plants people in Singapore are taking photos of. And there's also a contact us form on the website as well. So uh, that's how you reach me. And that's how you can play around and learn more about PlantSnap and how it's being used around the world. 
And see, that's great timing, Eric, not just because of your crowdfunding, but also, you know, we got some downtime coming for people in the industry. You know, you know, you can take the time, you know, check it out, take some time over the holidays, you know, look around, learn about life. And of course, listeners, if you want to keep up with me throughout the week or find out more about how you can be a guest or sponsor on Mobile Presence, then you can email me. Peggy, Peggy at mobilegroove.com, where you can find my portfolio of content marketing and app marketing services. As always, check out the early episodes of our show by going to webmasterradio.fm, and you can find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio simply by searching Mobile Presence. So, Eric, you're the last show of the seasons for me. Thank you so much for being on the show today. It has been a pleasure. I really appreciate it, and happy holidays to everyone. Absolutely. So friends, until next time, and that will be on the other side, you know, over in 2020. Remember, every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. We'll see you soon, bigger and better in the new year. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.